0: NBR bets, Justin. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing good, man. Excited to talk about college football. Uh, It's been a long week, which we've talked about on a couple of other podcasts that we've been together. But hey, I'm almost through it, man. I'm almost through it, and we're almost to a glorious late of college football action. And I'm excited for tonight. We've got some fun NBA, NHL, Broncos on Sunday. Like if if you're somebody like us who consumes all the sports, and you're not just you know like a one sport guy it doesn't get any better than this this in march like these are the best times
0: yeah it's day two of football month in america everyone but the rockies as far as beats that we cover at this company in action this weekend nuggets Avs uh today saturday obviously rams buffs sunday early broncos london game um Yeah, it really is one of those great times of year where you get to bet on everything. I was Garbaggio on my picks yesterday. You did half decent, yeah?
1: I did pretty good. I think I went perfect on my big three. Um, Didn't have a ton of juice on the Utah money line, but it was exactly what I said. I was like, Washington State is going to be frisky. They ended up losing by four. You would have been screwed if you took the Utah money line. Probably should have put more confidence on the Cougars to cover, but... It was just one of those I figured Utah was going to win. It was going to be an ugly one. They came out of it. We got a little bit lucky, but I'll take it. The Mavs won in overtime over the Nets. Got to love that. And I believe the Grizzlies pulled it out over Sacramento, although I need to uh, verify that one, I guess.
0: Um, Love to hear it. Yeah, Brady over hits easy. It was... um. It was the Kraken that really got me. Did not like that. And the under doesn't hit. So that was disappointing. With the under hitting, Jake goes 3-0 on his Wednesday pick. So shout out to the Schwann man himself. Love that guy. Um, And yeah, let's get into it. Because uh, with such a loaded slate, there's no need to to BS this first part. Let's start with my big three today. feeling this abs money line at minus 125 they're taking on the new jersey devils better known as the former colorado rockies around these parts i just don't get why the juice is this good for the abs it is frankie and goal which certainly um makes an impact but frankie's been half decent he'll give you those moments um devil's not been that impressive and have vanacek in net, I'm almost tempted to give out the 60-minute um, uh, line here, but when the money line's this good on the road, take it, set it, forget it. I just think it's a very favorable matchup. They're like very much a finesse, high-paced um, team as well, so I think it fits right into the Avs' hands, and it'll hit easy breezy. Great news to see that MPJ props are back up. Up for tonight's 7 30 game, where they play the Jazz once again. Hopefully, not um, a repeat of what they got against the Jazz in the opener, though the Jazz are four and one. So it does seem like that wasn't maybe an isolated event. Uh, Irregardless, I expect the Nuggets to not overlook them and be ready. I also expect the Jazz to give them a bit of a close game, which is why I'm confident giving Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds real bummer on wednesday falls an assist short of our triple double prop and then mpj healthy or healthy at least he's going to be back to playing so that's really encouraging over two and a half threes he's like he's hoisting up like eight to ten a game um and he's been hitting them nice and easy so i feel good about mpj threes at minus 125
1: that's a bet that's only going to lose juice as the season goes on because he's such a pure shooter. Like it's that it's going to be closer to four and a half, five and a half most nights as the, as the year goes on. So take advantage of that while you can. Yeah. My only thought and
0: I in shots all over again. I don't know if you remember that from the early bets days, Miko shots when that was at two and a half, you just like, hammered um without even thinking twice now they've adjusted max like at four and a half you can't even get kale at one and a half so yeah you're right get it while the going's good because it won't last very long
1: i was gonna say as far as the uh, the abs line goes i was a little bit surprised as well yeah i will say it feels like historically this east coast trip is kind of where the abs tend to have a, a, a rough go of things i think of more once they go north of the border than like new jersey and New York. And I actually think I, I verified this last year and they did pretty good on the East Coast last year. So it's kind of uncharacteristic of, of what we've seen over the years. But um, you know, if if it was a back-to-back, I'd feel a little bit worse, especially after, you know, playing the big game against New York, two of the top contenders, you know, everyone says it could be a Stanley Cup preview. Mm-hmm. Given that they had a night in between and got to, you know, get that out of their system. I like the abs to roll in this. So I I really like your big three. And I think those are all worth playing.
0: Let's go. Let's go. If Justin approves. I'm happy. Let's go to uh, your big three. What do you have for us?
1: Yeah, let's do it. We got a game tonight on college football. I love Friday night lights. BYU taking on East Carolina, East Carolina actually coming off of a big win. They they beat the crap out of UCF last week, which was a little bit surprising Mm -hmm. now to go on the road to Provo in the atmosphere under the lights after that big win. This just kind of feels like where Cinderella turns back into a pumpkin. BYU has been relatively disappointing this year, considering what their (laughs) preseason hype was. But No kidding. I I like them to cover at home at minus uh, 115. It's actually minus 115. I put the money line odds, so that's my bad. Uh, You can get better juice on that. Then tomorrow, we've got CSU at Boise State. I almost never will throw out a team I cover in these, but I just feel like the Rams are getting disrespected. This line opened at 27, so it's actually moved closer in favor of the Rams, which shows it's kind of in my line of thinking. CSU defensively is really solid, and the foundation of what has made them successful is sustainable. Boise State has moved the ball really well. They've been inconsistent in the red zone. CSU's red zone defense has been pretty good. I don't know. Maybe it's me with my CSU goggles on. I really think this is going to be a good game. I think the Rams are going to have a chance to be in it. So I, I like them to cover that 25 and a half. If they get blown out, we'll see. The The history says it's either like a seven-point game or a 30-point game. I think it's going to be closer to a seven. Finally, we've got Hawaii and Wyoming. I'm taking the under 50 and a half. I just think that essentially Wyoming's going to get up double digits and then they're going to run the ball Mm. and they're just going to get out of there with a win.
0: like that a lot um as long as it's not on the island i i can approve of that kind of thinking there um love that you went heavy on college football because uh that's your bread and butter man that's what you are known for around these parts before we get into our dilemma and get into a loaded slate that's a parlayable big three no you would have you it would be a parlayable big five choose your own adventure on which nuggets prop you want to use we will get into that in just a second but first a shout out to the king of sportsbooks DraftKings sportsbook of course the presenting sponsor of this here podcast uh right now new users can take advantage of the nba season opening up by betting five dollars on any NBA money line to win 200 when that bet hits that's on top of all the incredible offers they have all the uh, boosts they're offering right now SGP boost parlay boost it's uh it's wild free pools might be getting back into some free pools here soon um, you know they keep sending me missions I'm loading up on all the points they've just got it, it it's frankly almost too much what they have. A little stats hub, you know. Get them back into stats hub a little. Started the NBA NHL season. Good way to mine, um, mine those different uh, early trends. Download that DraftKings sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR and make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings sportsbook. With promo code DMVR, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Justin, let's get into this dilemma because uh, it's a two part dilemma. Anytime there's a two part dilemma, you know it's a big one Colorado parlay of the weekend, which I think is going to be really interesting and potentially controversial when we get into the buffs part of that parlay. And then (laughs) the best bets for the Broncos on Sunday. Um, I think we can start with the parlay and organically get into the Broncos because it feels like with that weekend Colorado sports parlay, Avs Moneyline's an easy one to insert in there. Definitely. Nuggets, spread, or Moneyline, I don't know that I love either. I might just take MPJ3s. That's what we're I was going to say. So there. That
1: feels like the one we're most confident on. So let's let's just Beautiful. trust our gut on it.
0: On bets, we talked about Rams, how you thought. Um, I kind of talked you into first half spread, first half money line. We could take the plus 25 and a half. What feels safest here for the Rams leg of this part
1: I think what's probably safest is just going with the 25 and a half. CSU has not scored a ton of points in the first half, although they have in conference play, but a little bit more encouraging in that regard. So, you know, I, I could see a scenario in which they start slow. You, you know, you got a red shirt, freshman quarterback, a bunch of, you know, freshman receivers. It's going to be an intense atmosphere. Boise wants this one. I, I could see them starting slow and then kind of getting, in a rhythm as the game goes on, the defense tends to get stronger. Freddie banks is a really good uh, guy at just adjusting on the fly. So I I like the 25 and a half. I'll say, you know, if if they can create some early turnovers, which they've been able to do now in two of the three conference games, I I think that first half money line is worth teasing a little bit. But uh, as far as the Colorado parlay goes, I think let's just stay safe and, and go with CSU to cover the 25 and a half.
0: Love that. Um, And then that leads us to the Broncos, where I'd love to get your feelings on this matchup in London, two and a half point favorites for the Jaguars. Russell Wilson getting confirmation today. He should be the quarterback, which actually, I think, I guess that led to a two point swing. They were four, four and a half point favorites. Now they're two and a half point favorites. Um, The Jaguars looked really good early in the season, have faltered a bit. You've got Travis Etienne breaking out um, with Russ back at quarterback. I think the Cortland Sutton props could be hot again. Latavius Murray's been a nice little market. Um, The under obviously has been very hot in Broncos games. This one's set at 40 and a half. Lots of ways we can go here, focusing on the parlay, and then we can talk about it in more of a broader scope. What sticks out to you here?
1: As down as I am on the Broncos, my gut is that they're going to win this game on Sunday. So if you just want to take the money line at plus 110, I like the value. You're not getting cute on them to cover or anything like that. They just have to find a way. It's probably going to be ugly. Should have won the I actually like the over. Most of the London games so far this year have been pretty high uh, offensive Mm. scoring and a lot of back and forth. So I think... While the the under feels obvious, I think the over is the sneaky play in this one. And I think both offenses maybe move the ball a little bit better than expected.
0: Interesting. Um, I guess I could see that for the Broncos. And if they are to move the ball better, I think Latavius Murray over 35 and a half is really intriguing. Travis Etienne's rushing prop set at 71 and a half which is insane. That feels pretty disrespectful to the Broncos defense. It also feels like they know something and uh, Broncos D is known to give you lay a couple stinkers on the run defense side uh, per year. As of late, um, I think Christian Kirk will get, get shut down if they just put Sertan on him, but he's one of those wide receivers that can kind of be moved around. So I wonder if the Broncos will be gifted that matchup or if them moving him inside and kind of shifting him around might give Kirk a little advantage. I really like Sutton over 54 and a half. I
1: do too, particularly coming off of a, I mean, not like a down stretch, but a stretch where he hasn't been producing as consistently these last couple of weeks. And a lot of that has to do with the state of the passing offense. That's not on him, but he's, he's been Russ's guy as far as, stretching the field vertically. So I mean you could with Sutton you could get more than half of that on one catch pretty easily. 55. Yeah. I mean he yeah. he's good for a 30-yard catch just about every game. So I'd I like that as well. Um I I would say either we we back Sutton and just go at the safe play and and not have to do worry about outcome or we get a little bit frisky and we just go with the Broncos money line and take the plus value and try and juice it a little bit. <sighs>
0: I do like the value of the money line, especially since we can kind of load up on Cortland's over at minus 135 um, as an individual bet. I also think uh, Greg Dulcich props kind of feel intriguing in this one as well. I would also be taking sack props, which I'm struggling to find. And I think Trevor Lawrence to throw an interception at minus 125 is also Juicy there. Um
1: Draymond okay. Jones over 0.75 sack. Draymond Jones to get a sack basically in this game. Plus one yeah
0: A half sack wouldn't get it for you, but a full sack would.
1: Hmm. You can get Bradley Chubb uh same thing 0.75 at plus 110.
0: That is intriguing especially since what category do i have to go in to find that
1: uh defense slash special teams props they also have brandon mcmanus over one and a half field goals plus 105 considering denver struggles in the red zone that's not a bad one either
0: oh man that must that feels like the best value bet of all
1: two field um, goals i mean that's pretty much been a given
0: yeah 100 percent. that's game game props.
1: Uh defense slash special teams. Props.
0: Oh, that's still special teams. Okay, right. Yeah. Duh. yeah, let's go with that. Plus 105. I think it's the best combination of juice and feeling like it's a safe prop to where we're not invested. Um shit. I could see that hitting by like halfway be, through. That
1: may be that's a first quarter. You yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. two drives, two field goals. Like
0: exactly. Um and then we get to the buff side of this where 13 and a half, Jake and I guessed the Pac-12 lines on the Buff show on Wednesday. Um, and even given CU's struggles, 5.30 home game for the Buffs, I thought Arizona State's been so bad this year. They couldn't be more than like a three-point favorite on the road. Instead, they're a 13 and a half point favorite on the road. Which, in a normal world, would suggest I love the Buffs that they're getting highly disrespected by this line and um, plus 13 and a half feels really safe. And they might even be worth a sprinkle on the plus 430 money line to win it outright. But usually when you're so far off the book, the book knows something you aren't quite realizing. And the scariest part of this is that Emory Jones might not be playing at quarterback. Their backup who kind of looked frisky in um at the end of last week's game could be playing and that could be an advantage for Arizona State and I guess what I'm getting at is that the 13 and a half for Arizona State is juicy in particular because it just seems the book seems to be a little too high on these lowly Sun Devils
1: it's definitely well set um i would be hesitant to back CU after what we saw last week it was fairly predictable after the the big emotional win but just i mean it, it was rough i yeah. will say the home team has covered the spread in seven of the last eight matchups between these two teams history says it's going to be a good game and that the buffs are going to be in it i i like the under i think it's probably my favorite play if cu is in Set it.
0: really high
1: yeah, I mean, at 47-and-a-half, CU's defense is pretty solid. I mean, there have been a couple of games where, like, late in the the matchup after being on the field the entire game, you know, they kind of give up some some garbage-time points. But I don't know. I, I don't really see this being a shootout. So I, I feel like if CU is in it, I like the under. And uh, if Arizona State covers that 13-and-a-half, I still think the under might be in play because CU has not done a whole lot offensively.
0: Yeah, that's intriguing. Um, Stats Hub has this, from the Drafting Sportsbook app directly, has this stat for us. Each of Arizona State's last four games against non-AP-ranked teams have gone under the total point line. Um, so that, that does feel intriguing. The history of this matchup wouldn't suggest the most high-scoring. Fine. Um, yeah, let's go with the under. Let's go with the under because this spread feels kind of cheesy no matter what direction you go in. Um, so then, if you do parlay, Avs Moneyline, MPJ over two and a half threes, Colorado State plus 25 and a half, Brandon McManus over one and a half field goals made, and ASU at Colorado to go under 47 and a half, that's plus 22. 70 and i don't mind that one bit um justin i'm kind that of putting you on yeah it's not bad at all those Especially feel like all... a lot of like
1: safe picks you know like yeah. it's it's hard to hit a parlay with that many legs like we all get that it but is it is i feel like we we have constructed that well to where we were able to sift through what was intriguing but cheesy we didn't get too greedy and, and and we're doing it based on, like, what we know about these teams. You know, MPJ3s, McManus field goals. Like, that's what we've seen. So that that's where you should bank on it. I think it makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, now you're just... You saying that kind of makes me scared that um, maybe we're not being savvy enough with this AVS money line. That that's the one where we're just kind of being
1: suckers. Just get, and... get broken right off the bat because we overlook. Right. Yeah the old devils that could be i mean you could you could look at maybe some shot totals or something like that if you don't want the outcome to be part of it but i also feel like at this point the abs have earned our respect i'm not going to fade them unless you know we see a pretty significant sample size of like let down performances
0: that's i mean that's a good point right there they have uh they have shown us that if there's one team in town that you should trust it's the Avs. If you do want to go with the prop, Miko is back at two and a half shots on goal. And I think a I matchup like the, um, like the Devils could be very nice for him. So actually, let's do that. The juice you lose is 21-25. Um, so you, you lost like barely 100 points in value there. Um, that's really nice. Justin, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but before we, we say goodbye to anyone... Is there advice you'd have for college football bettors in Colorado who are faced with a similar scenario like we were in Arizona State, CU, where you don't really love the spread, but because of our limitations in Colorado with player props, you you don't necessarily have that direction to go in? Is there anything that's been working out extra good for you, like first half lines or anything that you've kind of found as a go-to?
1: I've had some success with the over unders, especially just because these CSU and CU offenses have not been stellar and their defenses have been pretty good. So you've kind of been able to like get some value in those scenarios as long as they don't get blown out. The problem is there have been quite a few weeks where both these teams have gotten blown out, and all the logic you had goes out the window. It's been a wonky season for betting on college football in general, I would say. Uh, but I would say just trust your gut like as best as you can you know you you know these teams you know what they do well if you're CU you know like you understand what their limitations are so don't don't get too greedy I guess and if you're CSU it's the same way like yeah maybe you sprinkle that money line a little bit just because the the juice is there but I mean you're 0 and 11 against Boise State historically so history says it's not a game you're gonna win hopefully you can cover just try and find the value and don't get greedy, I think, is the big thing. It's easy to chase the the high value, you know, the first half money line, the money line, stuff like that. But more times than not, I think, you know, the over-unders are kind of the way to go with these teams.
0: That's a great point. Um, the the thing I've really found is, you know, the, the games that have the most attention on them are the games that the book is going to get most right and the toughest for you to bet so it's why you know I, I it seems like a bit or a joke but it really has worked out to where the uh, there seems like an obvious side that the book is begging you to take in big college football games you go the other way you it's usually going to work out for you as a cu or csu fan you have the advantage that your team is not playing games that are like have the eyes of the nation on it you know your expectations and kind of um, you know, like what your team's track record better than most. And so totally. take that to your advantage and use that. Um, I like that. I like that. That's. Uh... I mean, it's like
1: this Boise State one. Yes, they are playing great football, but it's not 2011 Boise. And essentially the Rams are getting the type of spread they got when they went into the big house. You know, Boise's playing great football right, right now, right. but That's are true. they a 30-point better team than CSU? That That feels steep to me. That feels like... Vegas going more off of precedent and Boise state prestige than what we've actually seen. And right. I don't know. I mean, both these teams have been high variance, but I feel pretty good about this. I'll say that I, I have not thrown out a CSU line and in, in a long time, as far as something that I felt good about, because this team's just been so all over the place, but I do feel like the locker room has come together. They don't have a ton of depth, but they're playing hard. They're well coached and they've established an identity, which is, you know, something the Broncos and really the bus can't stay offensively so far.
0: Right. Yeah, it feels like a good mind the perception game, which exactly. is ultimately what you're trying to do is mind public perception, find those inconsistencies, inaccuracies, and head the other way. Justin, it's been awesome having you on um, this week. Hope to get to do it again next week. Have a great weekend. Justin, Michael, follow all this stuff at DMVR Rams yeah yeah have a great weekend we are out my friends